Dead men tell no tales. Fifty men loaded in man's chest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Drink and the devil had done for the rest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. The ship with black sails that's crewed by the damned. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Black Pearl Show. A Pirates of the Caribbean podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder Pirates of the Caribbean films. And yes, like I've said it before, the expanded universe, we dabble in history, stress the euphemisms. Yeah, I messed that up. Yeah, what happened there? I don't know. Basically, uh, yeah. Now my whole shtick is gone. Strive to have a hell of a good swashbuckler time almost each and every week. Back for the second time. By the skin of our teeth, I will say, Saturday drop. The last day of the week, and we're uh, putting in there officially because Sunday, yeah, that's the new week. I know you're looking at it like not, but yeah, that's how it goes. Because I'm Scott Artist from the infamous or infamous ScottArtist.com, <laughs> and I'm Heather Artist from BlackPearlShow.com. You, I saw your eyes. Nobody else could see it, but you forgot where you were from again. You look like, oh, what is the name of that show? Well, how many times did I say Black Pearl Minute? I don't and know. And then you changed Tons? it up on me. Well, for a whole season one, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I just said. Exactly. It's like when you go to work for a new job and you're answering the phone. Who's still you, saying the old all one? All of a sudden you say the old job. That's not good. The old company. That's not professional. <laughs> no. No. And you still do it three years later. You're at work and people are going, talking about stuff and you're like, well, yeah, thanks for visiting the Black Pearl Show. And they're like, what the hell? <laughs> You know, that's right. It's the Black Pearl Minute. I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. I mean, yeah, you go through all the lists and finally you get your job right. That's just you. Maybe. Everybody else out there like me is quite professional. So thanks for joining us for this latest episode. Uh, we're almost, I mean, we like I was saying, we, we're almost made liars for what? The 50th time this season? The key word is almost because yes, here's that little old second episode we were talking about for the week. It's always nice when I can be proven a truthful kind of person than the all-too-typical liar that I usually am. But I do embrace it now, so there's actually no need to feel bad for me as being known as a liar. But enough about my compulsive lies and the ever-so-rare diamond of truth out there that I have. I do have a diamond of truth sometimes. I wouldn't call it a diamond. Maybe like the cubic zirconium of truth. (laughs) Diamond in the rough. So coal, basically. That's my truth. Because there's only one reason that we'd be gathered back for these mics this time on a Saturday. Yeah, because we're dropping it and we're recording right before we freaking are going to air it. That's how it works sometimes. But uh, that'd be Jack Sparrow. Captain Jack Sparrow. He's the one bringing us back. We've had a few posts on our Facebook page in the Facebook group. Even mentioned it on the show earlier this week. But uh, how in the bloody hell can we be expected not to actually discuss Jack Sparrow not getting any more booty? Arr! That's my question. Booty? No booty for you. Like a paycheck. We never actually seen him get booty. No, no. <laughs> Not booty, you idiot. Pirate booty. Oh. <laughs> not, not, I mean, we're not going into. Not going into I wasn't this. sure what you meant. No. We, 
not that pirate booty as in the treasure you know I and mean, we're gonna the the royalties will flow for him for the other movies but what i'm talking about is like no new royalties and paychecks at you know, really make the Aztec gods cry. You know? Oh, now I understand. Because apparently Disney dropped the more and more controversial Johnny Depp as they kind of contemplate a reboot for the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. So Disney is really sending him back to Davy Jones' locker. Hopefully more than just a like a peanut to eat. Are they going to like kill him off or are they just not bring him back? Ah, that's a good question. I think all of this is, is something that we'll have to discuss here. And that's why we're here. Again, pirate booty in reference to his paychecks. Not some kind of crazy, off-the-wall movie you want to see. That's why we're here. No minutes, no movie breakdowns, just some good old-fashioned discussion of what the hell is happening here and listening to the the peeps. I'm going to listen to the peeps out there. Lots of comments from the audience on this subject, and how as much you can imagine. Booty Jack is getting. We're not talking about his paychecks. This is a, a family-friendly show. But I'm going to take a wild stab that a Pirates of the Caribbean without Jack Sparrow is something like an Aztec curse from what we've heard. Because it just turns to ash in your mouth, no matter how swashbuckling it is. At least for now. And and that is me talking about what the audience reaction is so far to a no Jack Sparrow. I didn't get, a, on kind of our ad hoc poll or anecdotal evidence, any support actually for him leaving. There was nobody that said, yeah, it's time they reboot and moved on. Everybody that actually responded and commented, probably in the neighborhood of 40-some-odd comments and emails and stuff, which is a lot to actually get on the thing, the subject. There was none that said, thank God, it's time to move on and let's redo this. No, it was Jack Sparrow, what the hell, is basically what's going on there. Because Pirates of the Caribbean is Jack Sparrow. Oh, really? Yeah. That's my, okay, that's a good, I'm glad you brought that up because... Okay, because I was really wondering how to officially start this show. And then I remembered this great piece on Slash Film that essentially mirrors a lot of what we've been saying for the years, okay? Or over the years. And across the episode. Maybe I'll read some bits and pieces and then we can just jump into the fray. I mean, because she does mirror kind of what we've been saying. So I think that's why I'm, I have like a kinship with this article. And I definitely want to read some of the audience comments. That definitely has to happen. But anything else on your mind before I like kick this off? I, uh shove off we set sail any of that uh-uh. nothing uh, i don't even know why i asked i kind of knew the answer already but i thought i'd be nice about it so just to recap for those not paying attention okay a this is a pirates of the caribbean show but maybe someone was hibernating in their box out there so for all you box dwellers it was announced in late october that disney is considering a pirates reboot with evidence kind of piling up that johnny depp is most likely not going to be returning for the next installment so Last show, you may remember that Stuart Beatty, he was interviewed and he dropped some notes that kind of spoke to a move away from the current characters, which let's be honest, I think this may have been really on the mind of Disney for years now when Will and Elizabeth failed to appear in On Stranger Tides and the obvious like focal character change in Dead Men Tell No Tales, trying to get the like the world of Pirates of the Caribbean fandom attached to the new Will and Elizabeth. If you recall, I didn't think it was that successful of a transition. That was just me. I don't remember what you said on that topic. Yeah, no. The Karina Henry thing. Yeah, I didn't like it. It's not that they were bad characters. It was I knew what they were trying to do, and I don't know if it worked properly for the for the movie. No, it didn't. But it's not like they were bad characters. That's what I'm trying to reiterate no. here. I just don't know if that but transition they were just 
Were they up characters. to the were they up to the standards of Will and Elizabeth who we had grown to love and that's where I think the breakdown was. But I had some hesitation kind of accepting them as like these new potential characters and they they just didn't have that same charisma that Kieran Orlando I thought brought to the roles. Cuz let's be honest, come on. I mean, embrace your hearts and let let it speak. Let your heart speak. They just weren't up to snuff in that regard. Not bad or horrible. <laughs> Surely not Gina Davis in Cutthroat Island. No. That is at the opposite end of the spectrum. But not a shining beacon of like scallywag hope that I wanted. Now this could just be me and maybe I didn't give them entirely a fair shot. Especially if you've realized, I mean people out there, you got to realize, we spend a lot of time with these movies. Will and Elizabeth kind of just feel right when you devote so many hours to examining their characters in the dialogue. To introduce somebody new, it's like, what are you talking about? I know you guys think it's like a two and a half hour movie. Hours and hours. <laughs> We're talking hundreds of hours now that have been dedicated just to that first movie alone. Hundreds. Probably 200 hours or more have been dedicated to it. So we're like intertwined with them. And it's funny because this reminds me of something we were just talking about. Yeah. What were we talking about? Ricky Nelson. Oh. In our God, day. Right? <laughs> remember, we would gather at the malt shop. Not we, would, us. we would drop some nickels in the jukebox and then head on over in our rumble seat to see Ricky Nelson in concert. Ah, oh, remember those days? While I fainted? I was getting there because I remember all those girls <laughs> fainting. I do remember them. It's weird because it was so hard to walk around all the girls just lying on the floor. <laughs> they were everywhere. All passed ah! out. Exactly. Kind of reminds me of those ladies in Harry Potter. God, I hate that scene. Oh, I know the f- from the school, Florian. the girls' school, the the girls' school. Floor is a girl's name. I yeah. have no idea. Harry Potter minute. Anyways, nothing says. Now I'm going to channel our our current the currentness. How trendy we are. Nothing says cool cats like discussing Ricky Nelson in 2018. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, we really do have our pulse on today's youth. Oh, we're right there in it. Anyways, where I was going with this was I don't Rick- even remember how it came up. Ricky Nelson thing. Yeah. It's because I'm tying so much together. No, I mean, how how did we even just start discussing Ricky I Nelson? I will get into that, maybe. I don't know if I want to hash, rehash that. But, okay, Ricky Nelson, his comeback tour kind of thing, and the resulting song that spun out of that, Garden Party. Because, yeah, you all know it. Besides talking Pirates of the Caribbean here, conversations in our house include the daily topic of Ricky Nelson. <laughs> I was taking a drink and I almost spit it out everywhere. The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. Ah. (laughs) That is everyday occurrence here. Which is a very... uh, Oh, man, that was wholesome. Teaching. God, that was a wholesome show. Morally teaching show. I showed Heather her very first episode of the Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet from YouTube because we were talking about this. This is how far we go down. I guess this is why we're perfect for a show like this. It can just (laughs) drill down layer upon layer as we peel the onion away of Pirates of the Caribbean. Because even in other topics of, hey, interesting, Ricky Nelson. Oh, did you know the story about the garden party, the song? Then it spins off from there pretty soon. We're peeling the layer back and all of a sudden it's a, a 1952 version of Ozzy and Harriet. And we're watching uh, we're watching that show on YouTube. God, it's <laughs> weird how we just peel down and pretty soon our whole evening is shot and we're doing some kind of other crazy thing. But yeah, it never actually ceases to amaze me how cultured we are <laughs> with that kind of stuff. But if you aren't up on your like 50s or 60s teen heartthrobs and early 70s revival con- concerts like we are, here, here's the gist of where I was going with all this. Because Ricky Nelson came on stage dressed in all his like 70s regalia. 
he wasn't that clean-cut image of his, say, youthful 50s and 60s that people were used to seeing him in concert or on the TV show. You know, he was uh, sporting the bell-bottoms in a, let's just say, a purple velvet shirt. shiver me timbers. Hey, we all got him in the closet, let's just admit it. (laughs) His hair was hanging down to his shoulders, all that fun stuff. And he started playing his older songs like, Hello, Mary Lou. Hello, Mary Lou. Thanks for, uh... Goodbye, heart. I knew I didn't want to mention it because you would come up with that. (laughs) But then he played the Rolling Stones country honk. And then the crowd actually began to boo, the story goes. So yeah, he took it personally. Everyone wanted the old stuff, not like the new. And I think every one of us gets that. When you go to a concert, you want to hear your favorites. You want to be able to sing along to that. Then they introduce the new stuff, and you're like, what the hell? Wait for us to hear it on the radio and get used to it first. Give us the old stuff. But yeah, he gets offended, kind of upset. Everybody wanted the Hello, Mary Lou days. So he goes back home, you know, and uh, writes Garden Party. But it's all right now. I've learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone. You just got to please yourself kind of thing, right? So What, well, what did you just say? I didn't I just, understand those are some because lyrics. it wasn't in the song. Yeah, that is in the song. No, I'm, saying, I'm not singing the song. Sing it, I know so I'm I famous didn't. for singing here, but I didn't because I wanted to preserve the ears of the audience. Oh. It was, it's like a, a mid, almost a New Year's resolution not to harm the audience. At the end of the year? Yeah, it's almost there. That's weird. I don't want to go too long. This is like retroactive to 2018, January 1st. And it'll end on December 31st. I don't want to make it something I can't promise for season three. But anyways, how this all ties together is I went to Dead Men Tell No Tales with like this nostalgic desire for a Will and Elizabeth kind of thing. We got we knew they were in the movie. We got right. teased with it. So that's what I was wanting. And then the Sparrow-led Motley crew, we, of course, we wanted that. And I, I didn't want, well, I didn't want all that other stuff. Basically, I was booing Ricky Nelson, it turns out, because I didn't like Karina and Henry. <laughs> I'm responsible for Ricky Nelson writing Garden Party. That's my takeaway. Garden Party is a good song. I didn't say. No. I'm responsible. Do you, you're not following I got it. He, he got hurt. I know. He I'm got harmed. Saying. I was like in the audience that harmed him. And I caused him to write that. Am I now the cause of Disney having to reboot Pirates of the Caribbean franchise because I, I didn't get along as well as I should have with Karina and Henry? Am I part no. of the problem? No, because... Disney was also all already working on a on the reboot type of thing when they did Dead Men Tell No Tales. That's why they brought in Karina and Henry. I, that's true. You're right. That is true. So they were already thinking about this. Yeah, I mean that's right. And I do have more on that. But let's. They look. didn't want the drunk Johnny Depp. That's true. Well, not Johnny Depp. Drunk Jack Sparrow. Jack Johnny. Is that what you were going to say? No. Okay. Let, let's forego the garden parties for now, though. Master Jim Halpert. (laughs) Okay, blatant office reference to Garden Party. But this is tied to the idea of a reboot here anyways. Can it work? Because here you go. Slash film. This is where I was all going in the first place before I got down the Ricky Nelson road. And no, we're not going to discuss how we got onto Ricky Nelson. I decided let's not even go down that road. Just know that sometimes in this household, off the air, we talk about crazy 50s things and 60s. Yeah. But anyways, Donna Dickens postulates, I will say... In the slash film. Okay, but with Disney wooing Deadpool and Zombieland writers Reet, Reet, Rhett Reese, and Paul Wernick to pen the script for his new version of Pirates of the Caribbean, audience can expect a witty and biting story. And it's one that doesn't need Jack Sparrow in order to be successful. But is it family-oriented? Because Deadpool isn't. 
Deadpool is very family oriented. <laughs> yeah, it teaches kids how to dismember. Yeah, not only that. And other uh, languages. Yeah, and sexual content. And possibly. Possibly. All things growing children need. <laughs> so here's where I immediately agree. I mean, there's no need to think about it. She asks, who is the main character of the Pirates franchise? Jack and like Sparrow. Heather was saying, okay, boom. I'm glad you chimed in with that. Because if you said Jack Sparrow, she writes, no one would blame you. He is definitely the most outsized character in the series. But he isn't. And he was never intended to be the main character. You simply have to rewatch Curse of the Black Pearl to see it. The first character we are introduced to. Who is that? The only singing Elizabeth on a ship in the middle of the dark night. That one? Yeah, but... The one who obsessed with all things pirate? Young Elizabeth Swan. She's the main character. She... The, it's like the franchise forgot about Elizabeth. She's the main character. That's what Donna's saying. That's no. what we've been talking about. No. That's what we've been talking about, though, through all, most of the show, is that she's the main character. Because... Okay. We can get into it. Let me finish with this stuff. Then he that, outshines her. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes, exactly. But let's examine the evidence from Donna Dickens. Not only is Elizabeth the first character we meet, standing alone on the bow of a ship as a child, she is the focus again as soon as the narrative shifts to its modern day. The audience follows the now adult enough for the time period Elizabeth as she awakens and goes about her life. It is at this point we are introduced to her main conflict. Marry the man she's been told is her future or admit her feelings for her childhood friend. Will... Elizabeth choose Commodore Norrington or Will Turner. Her kidnapping at the hands of Barbosa is the catalyst that kicks off the entire saga. Elizabeth Swan is also the character with the most defined story arc. Over the course of the three films, she goes from a feisty but traditional bourgeois daughter to a liberal... Liberal? A literal. I don't know, actually. It's politics. <laughs> I don't know Governor Swan's politics, but to a literal pirate king. That's what Donna actually says. Along the way, she discovers a lot of things about herself, including stuff she doesn't like about her calculating pragmatism. She saves pirates, is arrested, stows away on a ship to find her lover, engages in epic battles on the high seas, fights a bloody kraken, resurrects Barbosa from the dead, successfully pretends to be the literal goddess, gets married in the middle of a pitched battle, whew, and ultimately convinces a hive of scum and villainy to make, nice Star Wars reference, to make her their leader. That's a hero's journey, damn it. That's what she says. Of course, Disney didn't stick the landing. Instead, they had Elizabeth revert to 18th century gowns and mooning over her husband as she awaits a once a decade return. No, bad Disney, she writes. Bad dog pun, cutthroat <laughs> island. How dare you, Donna? Anyways, she goes on, I refuse to believe that. And if a single woman had been consulted during the script writing process, that horrid ending, the one where Elizabeth Swan retires from piracy to remain faithful to her husband because if she sluts it up, she'll never be able to break the curse, would never have seen the light of day. Oh, I'm sorry, she writes. Did you think this was an action movie? Easy mistake. What with all the zombie pirates and Barnacle Man and an octopus beard. But look a little closer and you'll see the core of the Pirates trilogy is ripped straight from romance tropes. Now I can go on with more stuff from Donna, but I'm not going to. Because it's just what we've been saying here on our show for the past couple, two seasons. This one and last one. I mean, just look to the previous episodes. I mean, you can see it. The, even the, pre, like I said, literally the previous episode, we talked about Elizabeth. 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 Elizabethan. Elizabeth being the focal point in a three-way sword fight as kind of the fourth wheel. Right. Or, or maybe she's the first wheel. Kind of the only real wheel here. 
she's the whole part of that scene is focused around her, not the sword fight. Right. That's what I'm saying. So we end up in a place where audiences kind of love Captain Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp. He's kind of the star. He's the Estrella. In Spanish. Estrella, I should say, for non-Spanish. Estrella. She was the uh, the maid, you know? Or dare I say, Estrellas, in honor of the pair. Okay. That's Elizabeth, okay? Elizabeth got outshined by Depp. Because his offbeat kind of genre-breaking pirate persona... That's what actually revived the pirate movie single-handedly and stole the show. Exactly. Just what you're saying, okay? That's my premise. They're going to kill it without him. I don't know. That's what we're here to, to try and think. I know you're, you're skeptical. I A know. lot of other people are skeptical, too. Because that's the first thing people think of when you say Pirates of the Caribbean. It's so much to an extent that Disney knows the reality of this situation, I believe. I really do. Because... They even added him to the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, for God's sakes. They didn't add Elizabeth. They added Sparrow to it. Yeah. Because when we move on in the franchise, maybe they thought, like, new additions and Dead Men Tell No Tales could kind of usher in this next generation. Because you know my theory, as I started to mention earlier. Disney really tried to do this exact same thing with the transition they did in Dead Men Tell No Tales and on Stranger Tides with Philip and Serena. I think that's their names. The Mermaid Serena? think it is something like that if that's correct i'll have to look it up later that was like a next generation move a reboot uh a transition that was trying to happen i really do believe that then the movie made gobs of cash and then the transition kind of died and all that stuff then we get dead men tell no tales and the henry karina thing and i think this was kind of about the same thing but instead of the billion dollars that the other one made this one ended up like a dead calm situation that's my uh my metaphor for uh a pirate ship just stranded out there. Which is really too bad because Salazar was awesome. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I agree. You know, Salazar was a great villain in I this think he movie. was too. I do. Or I agree. Movie. But the problem was is maybe some of the transition and, and that kind of stuff. But if you add in the $800 million box office gross for that movie, and you get word that a reboot is happening, and then, of course, you sprinkle in a little bit of bad Johnny Depp PR that's been happening with him over the past few years... All of a sudden, like, reboot is really on the table entirely. Disney's trying to separate from all that kind of controversy and stuff. Eh. Possibly. Or they just I, think that it's get tired. I'm, I'm just saying. Because that's the question. Can a movie franchise that started off as this journey of Elizabeth Swan, who was intended to be the main character, successfully move to the next stage without the star? The star meaning Johnny? Estrella. Or, I mean, or, no, no, no. Or Elizabeth. Either, actually. Right. But I think Johnny is the real breakout star, as we were saying. You might as well call it a different movie then. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're not going to use any of the main characters, call it a different movie. Because I agree. Because I'm not sure that audiences cared that the main attraction, being that attraction that originally kicks things off, like the Elizabeth Swan character was set up to do, that when it rolled into an audience in love with Jack Sparrow, I think that was what proved Disney... Like, oh, this is what's really going on. People are, are really in a Johnny Depp space. Yeah. And I think they realized that beforehand. But it was really evident on Stranger Tides and Pirates of the Caribbean ride fans and all that stuff. Because he drove that fandom. People imitate Sparrow. And I have yet to see an actual Elizabeth impersonator kind of out there. Yeah. Not that it hasn't happened. I'm not saying that it hasn't. But he's the one... That's tattooed on people's arms. He's the one who has a cult following. He's the one Disney set up its own Facebook page, just Captain Jack Sparrow, that has 22 million 
followers See, for so something. See, so why would you get rid of that character? I don't know. I mean, that's what's what's interesting. And so all of this is to say that maybe it works on paper with a transition or a reboot. Maybe it works in some fashion. But is this an idea that is truly scalable, though? Can Pirates of the Caribbean survive without Jack Sparrow? Depp is Jack Sparrow. Exactly. Because no way they bring in a new Sparrow. No, There's they, no they way. They can't because nobody can match that. I can't believe they would even want to venture down that road. Talk about a bad dog move. Oh, bad yeah. dog. Ooh, that was pretty good, Gina Davis. Bad dog impersonation. I've been practicing. Mm, good. But <laughs> And then also, does that mean that Captain Sparrow gets removed them from the ride eventually? If that were to happen? I don't know. As much as Disney has... Invested in that character. Vamped the ride? Yeah. Probably. I don't know. I mean, but what? So, if you're going to get rid of the character that drives the um, movies, yeah, shouldn't you just kill the movie, kill those movies then, and then go into a different investment of a different set of movies? Yeah, because it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to kill off the person who drives. You know, to to not bring that, have that person in there. I think that's what I'm wondering too, because. No doubt that Sparrow made Pirates of the Caribbean what it is and made it a cult following, made it a huge success because he, like I said earlier, he changed the whole genre of what we thought of as a pirate. And I wonder if it can reboot. That's what you're asking. Is it really a reboot or is it scrapping it and ending it and then coming up with a new kind of pirate thing? Right. Then again, I mean, we're not talking the sustainability of our generation. That's not what Disney's really interested in, too. I mean, I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a minute. For a second. Because the money for Disney is in creating the next generation of fans. And if that generation doesn't resonate with the original characters, then why stick with it just to please the original audience? The future is in the new audience. That's what Disney excels at. They're constantly creating an experience that drives new generations of fandom. But but I look at this. Okay, fine. Let's look at it as a child. Let's say you're a child and you see Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. with Johnny Depp. I know. That's then why you I'm go asking. into these new ones, and there's no Johnny Depp, so there's no comedic relief like that. But I don't know what they end up bringing in. That's what we're kind of in the unknown, and that's why I was wondering: do they eventually take out Johnny Depp from or Jack Sparrow from the ride itself? I don't know. I think you should just start over with something else. But Disney excels. Disney pirates. really does excel at creating an audience experience that drives new generations of fandom. That's what they have a history of doing. They're experts at it. I mean, sometimes they stumble, but more often than not, they bring that bellish success, I think. It's why we own some Disney stock, I guess. The real problem is that vocal original fandom. It's Can we put aside our love for the Sparrow, Elizabeth and Will, kind of an embrace a new adventure? I mean, is that possible? Can we embrace new characters? And I don't want to see like transition characters. Tasted that twice now. And uh, Mikey don't like it. Well, then you have... Everybody who is, you know, Pirates fans. Yeah. Johnny or Jack Sparrow fans. Now, how many of those people are actually not going to go see the movie? Well, that's what they said. Because he's not in it. I may read a few of those comments. But we're also forgetting the juggernaut that is the new Chinese and Asian market for movie going that could potentially surpass North America. So forget the baby steps. It's like, just give us a new adventure if that's what's going to happen. Drop the rest or in the original saga. Send Elizabeth, Will, and Sparrow, Barbosa, or whoever to the deep, okay? End it, either yeah. as the last film or the next film. Then hit us with an entirely new thing. Yeah. 
But, and I, and this is like the big but, it will be damn near impossible to replace the character Depp created with Sparrow. And that pirate is larger than life. That's why we kind of as the audience are, well, we're so easy to switch allegiances and embrace Captain Jack as the main character when clearly Elizabeth was set up to be because he stole the damn show. Okay, well done, sir. You did it. <laughs> and I say that without diminishing Elizabeth of her thing or Kira because I adore her role, the character. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's hard to compete with crazy and unique. Depp is a genius when it comes to that. Well, look at any other role he's played. Yeah, exactly. He always, he excels at those kind of crazy characters. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm not sure I actually came to a conclusion myself if it will or maybe won't work without Depp. But I will give it a taste. I'm not going to lie here. I'm going to go see how it settles. I'll go see the movie. I don't know. Okay, you'll stay at home. And oh, then I could actually have a good time at the theater. Hmm. Really? <laughs> I was just, uh, oh, did I say that out loud? I thought that was my internal monologue. I, I'm willing to give it a shot, though. And I think most in this audience will. Okay, yeah, there's going to be some hatred. People say they won't see it. Maybe they don't. But come on, you're listening to a pirate show. In our audience, you're going to go see a pirate movie. Unless the trailer sucks. I mean, the trailer really sucks you away for home <laughs> video. Home digital release, that kind of stuff. If they play the trailer on TV too many times, you know it's going to suck. Oh, my God. Uh, not always. Sometimes. Uh, majority of the time. But swashbuckler films are a rarity at the theater anyways on the big screen. Right. Is and this going to kill them? And I do love high seas adventures. So I, I'd go see it. I don't know if it kills it though. Does it kill it and continue to kill it in the North American US box office? Maybe. But if it has crazy supernatural pirate action, does that excel overseas where maybe the new dollars are? I don't know. Just don't try to give me a new Sparrow or anyone like him. But there's like some of the movies that they, they couldn't play overseas. For one thing, Pirates. The original. I know, but yeah, times have kind of changed. Of... There's been some things that have opened up. Oh, okay. But they played the last one overseas. That's what helped propel it to where it at least got. All I'm saying is I don't want imitation Captain Sparrows out there. I don't want somebody to try to be that role there in a new movie. No. And that goes for Elizabeth and Will stand-ins like Philip Serena, Henry and Karina, whoever. Cancel out the old, no transitions, easy does it, kind of Shiite. Just rip that Pirates of the Caribbean band-aid off and let's do a new thing. You know, call it uh, Pirates of Somalia and give us a whole new thing. I don't know. Well, I'm not sure about that one. Uh, it'd be a little bit That would be a kids. little dark. Yeah, it would be dark for kids. You know, there's uh, like machine guns. Yeah, that's a whole different genre. Let's Okay, let's scrap that idea. We'll come up with something else. But I wish I could say, you know, they would rename the franchise. But come on, Pirates of the Caribbean is tied to the parks, the rides, the brand itself has got to be worth billions alone. That ain't going to happen. It'll be a Pirates. Eh. Different characters, but it'll be set in the Caribbean. I don't know. Come on, it's got to. They're going to well, dump I'm sure a brand. It is, yeah. but I'm not sure how well it's going to go. I don't know either. We'll have to wait and see for some of that. I mean, I can go on, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to say enough. What did everyone think about this reboot news? I guess that's the question I'll pose to everybody out there. And Are you waiting the, for responses? No, I'm just you thinking. You had a break in the... In the... Uh, I was just thinking. Because, I mean, I did kind of pose it to our audience. And they didn't necessarily care about the reboot aspect as much as retiring Jack Sparrow. That was the sore point. When well, people were talking about the reboot, it was like, what? No Jack Sparrow? That was the headline. They didn't right. care that it'd be rebooted. How, do you, move, without how Jack. do you move on without Jack? I don't know. That blatant piece of information, the loss of Jack Sparrow, that was like the... The obligatory STD on the pirate's face right there. That sore on Jack's face that, that people 
were upset about. Because direct from our listeners, their emails, Facebook comments, they just kind of rolled in, as I said. Here's a smattering of the, uh, dare I say, anger out there in Pirate's Land. Kira Bevies said, if they do, I won't like it no more. <laughs> Sabrina Bryant, he's the main character, though. Well, Sabrina, the unintentional main character. Let's just clarify that. <laughs> I'll just say that. Listen to the rest of the show. I agree with you, Sabrina. <laughs> Jeff Mueller, no, Savvy. Donna Roder, I won't be watching. That's for damn sure. You make it without Johnny Depp, you're wasting your money. It'll go nowhere. It will be a flop. That's what Heather's kind of on that bus. Jason Julie Wilcock, nah, that will be crap without Captain Jack. Savvy? <laughs> I like that they're in the pirate mood, though. Exactly. Cindy Noble, if they do this, I won't watch. Pirates of the Caribbean is Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp. When you say the phrase Pirates of the Caribbean, that's who you speak of, Jack Sparrow. I don't see it without him. Well, she hit the nail on yep. the, the starboard. The coffin. There you go. Which is a pun for Johnny Depp leaving the series, too. Mark Rogerson, he didn't really do much of a comment, but he shared some sweet-ass Pirates of the Caribbean tats he has. From Jack the Monkey, Jack Sparrow, Barbosa on the main Pirates of the Caribbean Facebook page. That's awesome. I don't know what he's going to do. Have those erased and put the new characters on there? God. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I don't know what's going to happen there. Elise Angel, Johnny Depp made Jack Sparrow. His interpretation of the role made the Pirates movies what it is. Without him, it's just another pirate movie. Hashtag there's only one. Anyone else is hashtag not my captain. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag not my captain. So is that what we're going to actually have to do? Are we going to have yeah. to have a hashtag campaign? Kaylee Melissa Boyce, any pirate reboot of Pirates of the Caribbean without Johnny or Jack Sparrow is not Pirates of the Caribbean. Sorry. I think she expressed the sentiment of basically every one of those 40 some odd comments we got. Exactly. And I'm just going to end on this one. Stacy, big dog in your yard, Passmore. <laughs> Guessing that's probably a nickname, not her real middle name. But uh, who am I to judge? Here she says, uh, this will be the day where you almost cast out Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> but there may be ghosts to find you if there's no more Captain Jack Sparrow. And they're going to play on uh, the phrase and the movies, all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't know if I can follow up with Stacy, but those are a, a, a few of our listener comments. Will be something a few we talk about. Our favorite things. Eh, it wasn't really our favorite things because oh. that's their kind of favorite comments, I guess. I don't know. So, and definitely, this is something we're going to be talking about in the future, future episodes, as we discover kind of new developments that are happening with the creation of the new film. I don't know. Let's say you, do you have anything else you want to add besides you think it's going to be a flop if he goes? I spoke my piece. I, I just, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But savvy. We couldn't, savvy, yes. But I, I, we couldn't just let it go without having a few words or talking about some of the stuff with this whole reboot idea. It's just always hard when you reboot a series when it wasn't really that long ago. Yeah. In a way. Especially when the one that just ended was last year. Right. It's hard to reboot the whole thing again. I don't know. They're going to have to do something spectacular. And now, mind you, I'm saying this when I could have been skeptical with the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Like, how are they going to make that a movie? And then Terry Rossio and Ted Elliott knocked it out of the freaking park with Curse of the Black Pearl. That's a fact. They changed the whole thing. That could very well happen again. I can't say that it's hard to see it, but it's not impossible. Let's just say that. It'd be good to get a, come on, another swashbuckler. I mean, they, maybe they add some, they have kind of a same tone or something. Because I don't think that they'd go the route of, say, Master and Commander, that serious high seas swashbuckling action. 
Probably not. What well, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I'm still waiting yeah, for a sequel ke- to that movie. If you're movie. keeping the name, you still have to keep that somewhat comedy and action and everything that Pirates has. Yeah. Can't I, go completely I think serious. so because now we're talking about stuff that's influencing from the ride. The ride has clearly a dead pirate element, the skeletons. It was just interpreted in Curse of the Black Pearl, so it's hard for us to imagine. But there's kind of a skeleton dead pirate thing. Yeah. There's comedy. There's always been some element of comedy or humor in the ride itself. From the dog to the pirates getting chased around that was, you know, by the lady for the pies, all that kind of stuff. The bride auction, which maybe it's not no so much humor. Exists. Yeah. Red. They could totally do a red thing in this movie. Now think about that. They could totally bring in a Pirates of the Caribbean Lady Captain Red thing. They could completely take that a new Is direction. Is it going to be Bad Dog then? No, well, I don't think that Disney would do that. I think Disney is smarter than Cutthroat Island. God, I hope Disney's smarter than Cutthroat Island. Okay, here's the deal, everyone out there. Part of our campaign is if they move ahead with Red. Because look at the evidence. A new character, they get rid of the bride auction. They're pumping out toys, fashion, things with Red on it, okay? They're already kind of pumping her up. What if they're trying to set up a new wave that has a woman as a lead, a strong woman lead type? that would fill in some of that role. And to prevent a bad red as a lead, maybe we all go out and buy a copy of Cutthroat Island and send it to them. (laughs) We're like, don't do this. You know, if you go this direction, do it wisely. That's all I'm thinking is that could be a very big possibility is they take the red angle. But it's not all that... I mean, if you really look at Pirates of the Caribbean, it's not necessarily all supernatural stuff. It really wasn't in the in the ride. Right. There's pirates. There's action. The skeletons are kind of like just dead pirates that are in that beginning, you know? It's not necessarily that they're revived or de- undead or anything like that. That's just how a story was created and interpreted. But it doesn't have to go that way in the future. It could just be straight up pirate movie. It doesn't. Who says it has to be supernatural at all? You said it did? Uh, I don't think so, To go so, overseas? No. I don't think... Oh, maybe if to go overseas. I don't know if it has to have that element. Seek adventure. The black bones will sail. Years into the future. Pirates will prevail. Finally, we've conquered death. All our worries gone. Every night our souls will rest. Till the break of dawn. And the ship sails on. Back into beyond. Over again. When I sing the song. Until the end, centuries across the sea There's not enough for me All I want is to be free And hail Captain Blood On and on eternally With life of piracy Hail the curse of Gilmeggy And hail Captain Blood That's what I have to say for right now. And I know you said your piece. And like I said, for sure, tell us what you think about the latest reboot without Jack Sparrow. Give us a call or send us an email. All the details. Just do it right now. I mean, run to your phones. Run to your computers. Do it. So there we go. Thanks for listening, Scallywags. I'm just going to end it like that. If you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. It helps us out, and we greatly appreciate it. Have a question or comment? Give us a call at 8637-PIRATE. See what I did there? Told everybody to run to the phones, and then I, like, rolled with the introduction. (laughs) And it rolled right into saying some of how they can contact us. That's the genius of it. Gave myself a mini introduction. Even though I'm doing this live right now. Okay, live for us, but not for you guys, possibly. Anyways. Unless you're going to post this right yeah, this second. I'm airing it right now, Facebook Live. <laughs> you didn't know we were on video. 
You shouldn't have been doing this topless. <laughs> there you go. But, now everybody's going to tune in. Yeah, they will tune in. Oh, I meant I was Nothing doing it topless. Nothing to see here, I, people. <laughs> I was doing it topless, not Heather. <laughs> but anyways, back to the, the outro. We just might play your voicemail on the show. You can also give us a shout at podcast at blackpearlshow.com. And don't forget to join the post-episode brawls on Facebook, our Facebook listeners group, and on Twitter. If you're interested in best of clips, I hope to be able to start putting some of stuff back on SoundCloud. Continue that. All the links are on the blackpearlshow.com. It's that easy. We'll be back with the latest episode of the Black Pearl Show coming up next week. Talking some... Oh yeah, what will we be talking about? Probably a minute breakdown. I think we're going to be on minutes 10 and 11, possibly. Something like that. We'll minutes figure it 10 out. 10 and 11? Minutes 110, 111. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. I thought we were going back in time. And there we go. And of course, we'll be delivering Pirates of the Caribbean info to the masses as the dirty, filthy bilge rats we are. Analyzing, scrutinizing, and plundering. All that jazz. Until then, scallywags, let's keep the horns swoggling to a minimum. Have a good weekend out there. Listening to the Black Pearl Show, and we appreciate it, Scallywags. Pirates don't need no stinking disclaimers, but just for fun, I think all you dirty, filthy bilge-rats know that Disney and Bruckheimer Films have no affiliation with us at all, and we have none with those blooming cockroaches. We talk about Pirates of the Caribbean, which is their property, and all that other fun stuff. But I think it's obvious what's ours and what's theirs. There's no need to blur the lines or stir up a bloody rum-filled sweat. As for the music, that's with permission or licensed under Creative Commons. So let's give a shout out to Ross Bugden, Six Nail Coffin, and Tommy Wynn. The rest? Well, that's just me. Oh, maybe Heather. This is a Shout Reach Media Production.